Welcome to the Recruiter Startup Podcast. So I am filling in for Delta. This is Charlotte Doherty. And I did a podcast episode with our strategic advisor, Andy Hallett, and with Donna Owen, who used to work for Andy, but is now head of sales over at Vincere. So we recently switched to Vincere for our ATS system. And I thought that you guys might find this episode useful. We are recording. So I'm very excited um, to be hijacking Delta's Recruiter Startup podcast, which I like to do occasionally. Uh, and this is for our scale series. So anyone that's listening or watching, hopefully you would have seen um, the other three episodes. But basically, myself and Delta are doing this transition from what I hate that he calls, but he calls it a lifestyle business into a scalable business that we want to build and sell. And we're really excited to be on this journey and learning a lot on the way. So we're wanting to kind of capture that uh, and, and you know give that information out to everyone that watches and listens. So we've got Andy Hallett, our strategic advisor with us today. And um, we have Donna Emmons Owens, Owen Emmons. I love it. And it's funny that you mentioned that actually. We talked about that, didn't we, with ATS systems the other day and double barreled names. It's you know, likes to put them on their toes. So, <laughs> but from Terry, sorry, I should have said that. So thanks very much guys for coming on. So yeah, I was really keen to talk about, we've recently made the switch to ATS systems to, to yourselves. And it's been a couple of weeks in and just really, really pleased with the switch and the functionality and in particular, the data side of things. And like, the reporting functionality. I think Andy, you've been taking me on this journey about the importance of data, which of course is important, but actually following through with it. Um, and knowing your numbers and reporting and all of that. So I wanted to kind of find out from you guys, I imagine every company is slightly different. You guys have a good view of sort of the market. Like what are the most important kind of data sets that people are focusing on? Like what's the key ones that they're really sort of wanting to drill down on? And did you want to go first? I know you probably want to. <laughs> so um, yeah, everyone, I worked with Donna for best part of 18 months. So yeah, if, if we if we sort of connect and you know, start finishing each other's sentences, you'll, you'll know why. Um, <laughs> I think data, if you look at what a recruitment business is, it, it's relationships, but it's also the information you hold and, and, and data is basically the oil for recruitment businesses. If you were to go in and value a business, you would look at you know, the, the people, but also the, the second biggest asset you'd say is definitely the data. So it always amazes me that so many companies don't actually value the quality of, of the data they have. So. I think it's not only the data, but it's how you use it and understanding what you use data for um, is incredibly powerful. And it's, it's often something that people just put to the back of, it's a bit difficult, I won't do it, I'll do it later. And they don't introduce the standards around it and later never happens. And guess what? When you actually need the data, you've not got it. And it will take you three or four times longer to go back and get it than if you'd have just did it in the first place. So think of it like an investment. You know, you, you, are, you are basically building your database and each record you put on gives a store of value. 
if you look at some of the big tech companies, how they get valued is not by their revenue, it's by how many users they got. So for example, LinkedIn was sold uh, to Microsoft um, on $50 per user. Now they weren't interested in LinkedIn's pretty insignificant revenues. They were buying it for a user base of high net worth individuals. So actually, you know, what is the value of your data? And if not everyone cares about your data, then you won't have as valuable a business. Yeah, I think and just kind of taking that down into the operational level and the day to day, I think what we see is even when we have business owners that really value their data, they that's all very well them knowing the place and the value on that, but that's then got to feed down into consultants and the people that work in your business. So I think, <clears throat> like Andy said, you only you only get out what you put in. It's like anything really. So I think the, the key is just making those operations and the functionalities in the um, in the core system so simple and easy to use that it's actually easier to use it than it is to backdoor it. Yeah. And then what comes out of the other end for you guys when you're looking at your reporting is really rich, um, really accurate and potentially very valuable to the business. Yeah. And I found actually that this transition time doing this switch has been really valuable because we did have a lot of like backdoor processes in place. So a lot of like, Oh, let's just have this spreadsheet and then let's also have this one and then, Oh, and then we'll maybe just do this differently. And so exactly as you say, Andy, like, you know, with, you know, the value being in the data, like, I mean, for us now going through that process and doing the data I, I realize how much they how many gaps there are how many things are missing and so for us it was a real chance as well to almost clean slate it in the sense of with the team okay not i'm taking away those back doors like i've removed all of those spreadsheets like they don't even exist anymore and it's uh, it's really getting the consultants into it but as you say donna it helps when it's a system or a way that is actually easier to do it than having a multitude of spreadsheets. I've, I've got to give props to you as well, Charlotte, because I have to say for everybody that Charlotte opted to do her own data migration. Um, <laughs> so the fact I that you've done over a couple of glasses of wine. <laughs> the fact you're even able to talk about it is, is impressive um, <laughs> because it's not something that everyone wants to take on. But again, you know, that's a, a, a good point in that, you know, if you ever if you want to leave your business open to be able to move systems and be flexible and pivot and therefore bring in new technologies to support what your business is doing, if you've got a whole load of rubbish data yeah. or old data that's not accurate, it's going to make that process, that, that migration piece, really awful and painful for the business. Um, and so you've just got to keep it clean as much yeah. as you can to a certain extent. Obviously, you know, no one's perfect. <clears throat> no one's got a completely clean database. Um, but yeah, you don't, you've got to stay as close to that as you can really. Yeah. And when we drill it down, like even further, as you guys were saying, like, you know, when you take it down to consultant level and I'm now getting more into like the reporting functionality and stuff like that, which I'm just loving because it's really super simple and I don't like running reports. So it's really nice. Um, and for me, it's like, I'm using the goal console a lot more in regards to setting those targets and everything. And that's been really helpful with managing. And it was an interesting process even going through the goal console to figure out, okay, well, what specific targets am I going to set and what ones actually mean the most to me? Because we're not a KPI house. I don't want to sit and watch how many phone calls someone has made. Like I really, pardon my French, couldn't give two shits. Like for me, my biggest thing is like, how many interviews have we got? That's virtually the only thing I look at is interviews and then obviously placements. What is it that you guys see, you know, from other companies? Again, are they 
is it is it still the old fashioned like oh I watch every call that someone makes or is it changing? You know, it is changing, and I think it's because what we what we're doing now is rather than just reporting within the system. So rather than seeing just reports on activity, what clients want to see now are dashboards. So they want to be able to really drill down into what's going on in the business. And, you know, I still do sit on demos where they're like, right, I want to know how many sales calls, how many candidate registration, da 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 da, because I know that five CV sent get me, gets me one placement. <clears throat> okay, that's fine. The system can show you that and probably can, you know, three or four others. Um, but more commonly now, and what we're seeing is, you know, show me my deferred revenue, give me a health check on my jobs, tell me which jobs are stagnant in the system and how are they weighting my overall forecast? Yeah. How are they skewing my figures? So these are the things that we're being asked for more and more and we're just responding to the market and building them. Yeah. And uh, Andy, I know we spoke about when we went through the accounting spreadsheet the other day of forecasting and like putting in actual forecasts <laughs> for months and stuff, which you know, for me, because I'm, I was so profit centric and I kind of am, and I'm literally like, nothing really counts until it's sat in my bank account and I can squirrel away the money. But, you know, to actually start having that longer term view and stuff, like it's helpful to have those, to have like the forecasting options and things like that. Because again, for people moving from a smaller business into to a bigger business, it's those sorts of steps, which are sometimes a, more of a mindset change and you kind of need help with that. And um, I mean, I was wondering when you say about you like LinkedIn and buying the users and stuff like that, has data become even more valuable now because of GDPR? Yeah, I think, I think data is more valuable because previously you could buy it, you could throw it around, you didn't have to treat it particularly well. Um, I still believe that you know, good quality data will maximize your sales. I, I think recruitment has become sales and marketing. It's not just sales. Uh, so if you actually look at you know, how people smartly use their data to prospect people, to find out more about the customer, uh, to keep people engaged, to build talent pipelines, all of those type of things do require good quality data, but also not just that good quality data, people wanting um, and being comfortable with their data being used to present them things as well and you holding their data. So yeah, the quality of how, how you do that is, is, is massive. And I think the other thing to say around that forecasting piece is recruitment, you should be able to understand where you're going to be because we felt the temperature increase this week. Yeah. And we know the market has started to come back because we're getting jobs. Yeah. We're getting interviews. Those offers that were on hold are starting to come off hold. So those are the classic metrics. Now, you can do that. You can touch and feel it in a smallish business. But you, you know, wrap that up around a big you know, corporate business or even a business that's dispersed across the planet, you want to understand when those inflection points are so maybe you can bring staff back in or furlough. Yeah. At what point do we know that's the time to bring it back? Because if you're too early, it's going to cost you. If you're too late, you've missed an opportunity. So actually understanding your data and trusting the data and the forecast, yeah. but to trust it, it's got to be right. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing. And it's really getting the team bought into it as well and getting the team using it. And it's funny because we had Andrea go on maternity leave recently. And this was pre before the switch. 
And of course, because we had all of those various different backdoor systems and this and that, and blah, 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 blah. It, it's now that process has even shown me again how important it is because now when we're trying to find information, it's kind of a case of, oh, we got troll back through here and there. And we're not quite sure exactly where it is. So again, I think with this, you know, now people working remotely, which is awesome. And, and I think that will change in the future. People do it more often. But for us being fully remote, I think that trust element comes in because now I get more and more comfortable with, okay, if they're bought in, I know they're using it right. If something happens, someone needs to go on holiday or leave or whatever, I know that everything's there. It's actually like de-stressing me a lot. <laughs> but, but the culture comes from the top. Yeah. So, so the point is you have your report and if it's not in the report, then it didn't happen. And if yeah. the report's wrong, they need to go back and fix the day. Oh, I've heard that so many times. Is this like flashbacks for you? Oh, flashbacks. I'm going to have to go back to counselling, I think. If it's not in the system, it doesn't count. Yeah, I haven't done it, did it? I love it. I have to admit, though, it has been because when Andy first came on, he was doing sort of his MOTs, as he calls them, of our business. And I remember him saying to me, he's like, right, can I have your logins for your ATS system? And I remember thinking, oh, shit. I'm <laughs> like, like, so like, reluctantly, like. We didn't share logins. I've got my own login because that would obviously be against your user license. All right. OK, OK, just, fine. Just be really clear. <laughs> well, when I gave you access with your login, it was still pretty embarrassing. Don't worry, so, Andy. I can sort you out a license. You yeah. Don't worry. I can see you Again, <laughs> it was pretty, like, it was a good kick, I think, to kind of sort it out. And I think a lot of people do, they just fall into bad habits. Like, I think that's it. You know, people fall into bad habits with their system. Yeah, you know. I think that's, that's really important to understand those individuals as well because you will get your little monkeys who actually make you a lot of money but don't report anything. Yeah. And, um, and and that's the other thing that you can kind of get out of your system from a data perspective. It's not just about the financials. It's about your people, what, they're, mm -hmm. what they need to do in order to what, – what is their route to revenue? So everyone's will be slightly different. So the yeah. system needs to provide you with those ratios for each of those individual consultants and – start to give you an idea of how their mind works and how they work, how they use the system. So you need to gather data around, you know, where are they spending their time in the system? Yeah. Um, and that gives you a really clear picture of the business. And especially if you are going to scale, you know, if you've got a business of two or three consultants, then you probably spend a lot of time face to face with them in the pub or whatever. You'll understand them quite well, but turn that into 200. It's very, very difficult to know what makes them tick and how they're best off to be successful so you can use the system to get that data as well yeah and also as well i think from an operational perspective like for me you know the integrations that you have with like zero and then with sign requests like that's made things easier as well because with zero like we've recently switched accountants actually thank god to brilliant accountants but before i was having to do so much zero work myself and everything like that and now that makes things like another thing just kind of off your plate and that little automation thing is just again you know instead of spending your time and duplicating it in places it just saves you you know yeah i think that andy used to say to me at this one time at showcase andy used to say to me at showcase you know we're not we're not trying to change the process we're trying to tap into the process as it is and make it simpler to just make it a bit more palatable 
Um, and I think it's really important that any system, whether it's your CRM or any technology that you introduce into the business, just like you say, takes things off your plate yeah. as opposed to just, you know, add any, any bits of the process or make it a little bit more onerous just because you've got a bit of FOMO and somebody else got that system and therefore you must have it because otherwise they might win. Um, it's about you and your process. And as we said before we started recording, you know, I, I speak to 10 or 15 companies a day who basically do the same thing and I've never done the same demo twice. Yeah. Because they all do it slightly different way. So it's about understanding that and having a system that can flex with your process rather than trying to change it. Yeah. And I bet you've seen, like, you've learned a lot through that, I bet. Obviously, everyone doing things slightly differently. <laughs> to be honest, ever since Andy uh, took a bit of a punt on me three years ago, I've, I seem to have just been on a learning curve like this. And <laughs> I, I, I am actually looking forward to flattening the curve a little bit <laughs> at some point, but that's not happening anytime soon because I've replaced Andy with Bernie and I'm still kind of information overload. But, you know, it's, it, it, it's great. It's, um, it, it's fantastic to have all of that information available. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's difficult to, to get off the, the learning train as well. So, yeah. you know, you kind of wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, yeah, I've got it. I know exactly how to consolidate that invoice now. I'm just going to go and quickly have a quick look. Yes. That's how it works. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's just, um, I just must love the industry and what, what we do. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to keep the momentum going up with. I think anyone in recruitment, if you don't love recruitment, it's too hard of a gig to, to do it if you don't love it. So, yeah. <laughs> you know. But I think the tech I side, yeah. with your MOTs that you've been doing, when, do you, I, I'm assuming you go through people and ask them about what ATS they're using, how well they use it, what data they have. Like, what's been kind of the response that you've seen? Do a lot of people use it, or are you surprised by a lot of things? I think everyone appreciates they should do. There's yeah. a varying degree of the people that people that do, um, and the difference that defines them is whether people, you know, it, it culturally comes from the top. If they say it has to happen this way, then, then it does. So they, they bring that into people when they come into the business, and, and that's what it is. Um, if you're, you know, it, we used to have it at S3. We used to have this product called MIS, which was basically just a read of, of all the databases. But I'm there from 99, and I remember when I joined that Bill and Simon used to personally ring around to get the figures every week. And then, you know, if you had a good week, you'd like to deliver that news to them. If you had yeah. a bad week, some, you hope someone else picked up the phone. Yeah. But then we had this MIS system, so they didn't actually have to go and find the information. They saw the information, so that you know they could just you know they knew what had happened. And yeah. then the discussion wasn't about what had happened; it was why it had happened, how you know that 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 type of thing. So, so yeah, that was transformative because those guys and you know they, they probably weren't the most tech you know focused guys, but they understood that they grew this big scale business, they need to know more. And then you follow that through with people like Russell, who was absolutely um, you know, systematically focused on, on everything we did. Right, to do this, we, we, need to, we need to have our finger on the pulse across the world, basically. And yeah, and, and, and actually, I think it's quite binary. I think the people I'm speaking to, they're either completely on it or they're not. There's not a lot of people who are in the middle. Okay, interesting. Anyone that uses old school spreadsheets? Is there anyone still in that world? I believe there are. 
Oh, oh, God. The thing about spreadsheets is interesting. You could probably run the world on Excel. And to go back to Donna's point, Excel enables you to do a process like you'd want to. What people have probably not done is they've not gone and found the right piece of software that yeah. actually supports it. There's an expression like the easiest way to, the easiest place to walk a horse is, the, is where it wants to go. Yeah. So the, so the point is you find out what people want from their software and you build the software around that. Uh, or you, you make people make those small changes to accommodate roughly so you, so you can do that. Because where I've seen tech work really badly is where you haven't got adoption. People put in a process and they go around it. They create those back doors, as you say. Yeah. They create those big workarounds. And that's because of one of two things. Either the software is not being built to the process or people have dodged the hard decision of saying, we need to change our process. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. And you've got to do one or two things. Nudging in isn't isn't the answer. Yeah, yeah. no, I agree. That's fair enough. Um, in regards to, because hopefully all going well in the land of Scale International, we're going to get some fabulous people on and have some great case studies and then next year be looking to go for investment. I mean, obviously, investors are going to want to know all your data, all your information. So I take it at that stage, even at investment stage, they're going to want to like deep dive into your data through your CRM. Is that right? I don't. I doubt they go. You probably don't need to go down to record record level. Um, what would impress anyone investor is you knowing it. Okay. Um, so it's more the confidence they know that you know your data. Yeah, and and the granularity doesn't matter so much. It, it, it's more what you know, the, the confidence level you have about it and what your data can present, you know, in terms of, you know, I don't know, the amount of candidates, you know, the addressable opportunity, you know, your ratios, those, those, those type of things are, are important because then what you're doing is you're demonstrating out your investment case of why someone should invest yeah. because we know our ratios. We know that if we plug this pound in here, it will give you a return of this. Yeah. And I think it's like, it goes back to as well, when we spoke about the accounting thing the other day and you said, you know, because we want to be a bigger business and we want to be a scalable business, it's about having that mindset as well when we come to our accounting and things like that of thinking like a bigger business. And I think that plays in really well to the ATS, you know, in making sure that we're seeing that data as actual value because I think it's so easy to just think, oh, I'm just adding a record in the system of blah, 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 blah. But, you know, if each time we're doing it, we're seeing this as, okay, this is going to help increase the value because of the good data that we have in it and the information and what it will give us and blah, blah, blah. Like having even that mindset shift has been really beneficial. And I think for the team too, because it makes it seem like it's not, something that we're just saying, right, you need to do this now. They know the reason why and the purpose of it, you know? Yeah, and, and you can make those changes. Um, it's easier to make the changes at the start than yeah. it is. Um, and especially if you're going for investment or you're, you've got a sale opportunity, you don't want to be start having to unpick all of that and get all that right at that point. And you, one or two things will happen. Any deal will go away or you'll get chipped on the price because you know, you're not confident enough in your, uh, in your stats yeah no i agree um cool all right great well look thanks guys so much for providing the insights i mean as i say it's been really valuable so far um you know we've loved using the software and it's been a really big game changer for us um so yeah so it's been really good and andy thank you as always for keeping us on the straight and narrow <laughs> all right guys all right, thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.
Thanks so much for listening to the episode. I just wanted to let you guys know about a special deal that we have in place with Vinceri. So if you quote yourselves as having heard about Vinceri or the product from our recruiter startup podcast, they are offering two months free on a two-year commitment three months free on a three-year commitment and this applies for all users that you sign up. There is also potential for some discounts on data migration right now. So if you have been considering making a move in your ATS system, I would definitely recommend now is the time to do it. So thanks again for listening. It'll be back to Delta as normal soon until I get a chance to hijack it again in the future. Thanks very much everyone.